Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You're listening to the Awesomers.com podcast, episode number 33. That is episode number 33, which you can find, as always, the show notes at awesomers.com slash 33. Now, today, my special guest is Brad Axelrad. And for over a decade, Brad's been an event producer, consultant, strategist, and podcast host, having produced over 150 live events with top business leaders and best-selling authors. Now, he's a proud founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders of Southern California since 2010, and is a co-founder of the Association of Transformational Leaders in Costa Rica, founded in 2017. On his Face Your Dragon podcast, he interviews celebrity thought leaders and icons, including Don Miguel Ruiz, Ariel Ford, J.P. Sears, and many more. Brad's been featured on numerous media outlets, including NBC Nightly News, PBS Television, The OC Register, LA Times, USC News, and CBC News Canada. You're going to be glad you joined us today because Brad's going to help you face your own dragon and give you some of the techniques that he helps people overcome fear and stress and put yourself on a, a track towards mental wellness. Welcome back, Awesomers. Steve Simonson uh, joining you today again on the Awesomers.com podcast. And today we're lucky we have Brad Axelrad joining us. Uh, how are you, Brad? I'm great. It's good to be here. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to have you. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, the intro didn't really uh, talk about, but is, is this premise that, you know, being a consultant and a thought leader as you are, that you probably have, you know, kind of day-to-day responsibilities that you get into. And that's one of the things I like to start with is what do you do kind of on a day-to-day basis uh, that would help our awesomers out there understand kind of how you, how you get by with your, each of your days? You bet. And the reason I'm laughing is because every day is so different as an entrepreneur, as you know, and everybody else knows, we kind of have to wear many hats and, and, and adjust accordingly to what fires need to be put out as well as what strategies and tactics we're implementing. Um, my day looks, uh, looks very similar in the sense that most of what I'm doing is content creation, understanding uh, a neuroscience and sort of the, the motives or challenges or blocks that we have as entrepreneurs and as humans in general and how to move through those. So I'm, I'm both researching and writing, uh, uh, creating offers and content, uh, you know, uh, videos on Facebook, trying to keep things really raw and kind of real and casual so that it, so that it feels, um, relatable, I think is really the key is creating relatable content being as vulnerable as possible 
and trying my best to bring all of me to the table, whatever that looks like, as raw and as screwed up as some of those parts are, uh, and just do my best to bring all of it. I love it. Well, that's uh, uh, certainly uh, raw is probably a good description of this podcast. So the uh, the regular listeners uh, will uh, appreciate that uh, uh, sentiment. Uh, and so uh, as, as we dive into this idea, uh, maybe you could just summarize uh, your, your business of Face Your Dragon, uh, which I believe people can find at faceyourdragon.com. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you got that started. So background first, I, uh, you know, like so many in the transformational leadership space or in the thought, uh, new thought or, or ancient wisdom thought, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, an interesting childhood in the sense that I was finally driven to the point where it's like, I need to change, change some aspects of myself. And I'm committed to that and really want to make sure that I uh, both become the best person I can be as well as uh, create the biggest impact and legacy I possibly can on the planet. So that started with uh, Tony Robbins in 2000. Um, but fast forward to my favorite place on the planet called the Hoffman Institute. That's up, up near Napa. And I became the Orange County graduate facilitator leader for two years there. And uh, it's just th this deep, profound work, understanding all the aspects of who we are as, as both physical body and, and beyond. That said, I really felt a little trapped in the sense that I was teaching those, those uh, principles and was sort of uh, in that framework and wanted to create something outside of that. So what I did is I started a book study group. Book study group group within eight weeks got us on NBC Nightly News. Now we're we're I'm a national media sort of not sensation, but certainly known in that regard as someone who's been on national media, and that propelled me into producing hundreds of live events, attracting USC News 21, uh, uh, LA Times, Orange County Register, PBS Television, like lots of media thrusted me into becoming this sort of thought leader. But here was the thing. The whole time my purpose was unfolding and expanding and being shown to me, I was grieving my father's passing right at that same time, literally like six, six months before he had passed. So I was both watching my purpose unfold as well as processing the darkest night of my soul and really having a lot of uh, sort of doubts and, and um, regrets for not spending time with him because prior to that, I was this successful real estate broker making tons of money, living in Orange County, California, thinking I had made it, buying tons of property and vehicles and motorcycles and traveling. And the point is that when we think we've got it all together, God, whatever you want to call it, has this way of sort of checking us and humbling us. And I had a really pretty big humbling experience yesterday that I won't get into, but beautiful humility creates so much awesome opportunity. <laughs> no doubt about that. So I, I'm uh, that brings up a, a series of questions that I have for you. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, you know, it, it sounds like uh, you're the the path you were on as a real estate broker, whatever, had you kind of in that uh, traditional. Now, what time frame was this roughly? Man. That was before the crash, right? So it was like it was uh, for for almost seven years up until about 2006. And uh, my dad died in, in 2005. And then that next year, I was just grieving so bad, I couldn't really work. And then, and then by that point, the economy and the whole mortgage and real estate market just, just, just vaporized, right? Yeah, the salad days, uh, definitely, particularly probably in Orange County, were you yeah. know, 2000 to 2000, uh, maybe five, six even range. Exactly. And, and seven and eight, it, it, uh, 
Oh, well, let's just say the paradigm shifted. <laughs> <laughs> vaporized is a, vaporized is, a, is a better term, I yeah, feel. Yeah, vaporized, yeah. Gone. Equity vaporized, yeah. <laughs> so so um, as, that, as that unfolded, both the, the personal tragedy of losing your father as well as, you know, whatever you're doing professionally, how did that kind of morph into the idea of, you, you mentioned the Hoffman Institute, how did that you know, morph into this idea of, you know, consulting or helping people as, as a way to, you know, kind of make your way in the world. Yeah. So just, just leading up to the Fascia Dragon brand, there was just a, a couple other things. So the events started going off. I eventually became a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders, Southern California. I've been a member of that for almost nine years. And that's got some of the biggest leaders on the planet that either speak for us or our members. And, uh, subsequently founded the association in Costa Rica as well. Uh, but the, but all of that said, I wanted to be around thought leaders. I wanted to, you know, be one. I really like, how do I, how do I step up and create a business being that? And I was kind of thrusted into becoming an event producer. It wasn't by design. These meetings just kept growing and growing and growing. It wasn't like I want to produce events and be a speaker. I'm frankly terrified of public speaking, even though I've done it hundreds, 300 times. I'm still somewhat terrified of it. I've just gotten better at it. So that's partially where the brand came from. You know, as I was looking in all of my past experience of being a motocross racer, almost professionally and being an extreme sports guy, pushing the envelope in life, and then growing up around hundreds of dragons in my life with my mom, she just was a dragon lover. I crafted the message of face your dragon and all of that sort of past life experience and recognizing neuroscience, quantum physics, the hero's journey, all the pieces that I want to bring into, into the, into the message became face your dragon. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I, well, one of the things that I, I find uh, both intriguing and also uh, not that uncommon is this idea that an ex extreme sports guy like yourself will be like, oh, speak in front of people, forget about it, uh, but jump over buildings or, you know, whatever you're doing with the motorcycling. I'm sure that the, the most of the people that, you know, the, the uh, those of us listening would go, wow, what they do on motorcycles, I couldn't possibly imagine. Um, but the public speaking was something you had to face your own dragon, it sounds well, like. That's, that's exactly right. And, and again, the saying I say a lot on the Face Your Dragon podcast is what you're resisting and what you're most resisting and most afraid of are the very things that'll set you free. It's your moneymaker, it's your purpose, it's your gift to humanity. So that's really what your dragon is. It's this fire-breathing, gnarly animal that wants to kill you and you know, with fire and claws and eat you. But when you befriend that and become friends with the shadow aspect of yourself, there's great power in it. If you remember in Avatar and How to Train Your Dragon, if you've, if you've seen either of those, they, they became friends with their dragon. They became friends with this dark power in them and they were able to use it. Challenges, some people only play with the dark energy and wield it and, and become sort of, you know, um, dark magicians of, of dark energy. So that is real. I've, I've seen it. Um, but we don't need to get too metaphysical. Like fear means lean in. It means, it means yes. It doesn't mean shy away. What, you know, in Gestalt therapy, uh, uh, the founder of Gestalt came up with the, the saying that uh, fear is excitement with, without the breath. <laughs> so that's really it. And if you're feeling fear, you're excited. We just need to sort of retool it and use that as energy into our businesses. And that's what I help people do is sort of flip their fear into strength or transform right. it into strength. It's that that just simple paradigm of changing, you know, something that we're we're delaying. You know, I've talked about in the past, the idea that, you know, 
uh, normies will often procrastinate. They're like, you know, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. But Oscars have to embrace the fear. They have to, whatever what they, they don't want to do the most, if they put that first in their day, the rest of the day has a potential to be great versus that procrastination feeling when it's just like, uh, I'll get to it tomorrow. And then at the end of the day, you're like, ah, eh, the next day is okay. And 100%. It just weighs on you, doesn't well, it? The human, yeah, the human experience is interesting. And I wanted to, like I'd mentioned before, a lot about neuroscience and human, human behavior, a lot of what I wanted to study in, in the brand and integrate it into the messaging. And some of, the, some of what I speak about is really that, you know, uh, uh, procrastination is often because it doesn't feel like it's our highest and most fun thing to do. Like, I get that. But what most of us do when we're not living in our purpose and we're, when we're in alignment with what's most meaningful and fulfilling to us, we will do exactly what you said. We'll procrastinate. We'll distract ourselves. We'll, we have addictions. Um, or the other side of it is if we stay in what Gay Hendricks calls our zone of genius, or I'm sorry, our zone of excellence or zone of competence, we'll offset that dissatisfaction of not having meaningful, fulfilling work by chasing the dragon which came from the opium dens once you once you you know chasing that high forever it's impossible to get back to that next high but in in our world now chasing a dragon looks like seeking bliss and states of ecstasy over and over and over again how do we how do we find bliss outside of our misery and that mostly looks like alcohol it looks like a lot of whatever sex social media too much television too much travel Without ever taking the time to slow down and look inside, we stay outside. We're external. And back to your point about uh, the motocross, it's easier to manage our external world than it is our internal world. It's much easier to look outside than it is inside. And it takes true courage to actually look inside and master our inner dragon. I, I was mastering them outside for many years with drugs or motorcycles or snow skiing or women or whatever it was. Like I've had gotten to a place of whatever mastery is I don't in in that false world but true mastery is being able to understand your highest work on the world and and getting aligned with it and having the courage to face all your dragons and keep stepping in it's scary it can be scary uh but boy oh boy it to me that's the only path to true fulfillment and happiness uh I think you're dead on uh Ospers, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and when we come back we're going to kind of dive into the the, the common problem that entrepreneurs face. And uh, uh, if you haven't already, uh, get on over to faceyourdragon.com. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And let's, let's uh, make sure that we uh, take good, have a good takeaway from this session. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, guys, we're back again. And, uh, you know, we're today we're talking about, you know, kind of how to... Get inside your head, and and uh, I really actually love the idea of face your dragon, right? I, I think that's just such a a very good characterization of you know that that mythical but scary creature, and uh, obviously we have to face those uh, scary things if we're going to make progress uh, personally or professionally. So maybe you could give us a, an example of a, a typical entrepreneur or awesomer that might be out there that that really needs the help. Um, 
what's the process? How do they know they need the help or how do they, how do they come to you? I, I'm curious because yeah. I think there's probably a lot of uh, opposition to asking for help from time you to You bet, you bet. I just want to state that and, and sort of land the plane of, of the Fisher Dragon. Uh, I've heard that from Joseph Campbell, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So if you are seeking something in your business, whatever that is, more clients, uh, more speaking opportunities, uh, you know, a better offer that converts higher, uh, understanding why you have fears that are stopping you from taking action. Most of my clients come to me when, they, when they've experienced a total meltdown around, I don't know what software to use. I'm not a techie. I don't know what offers to create. I'm horrible at writing copy. I just freeze and I stop. I start, I stop. I start, I stop. I've been doing this for months. I've been doing this for years. And I haven't broken through to either a profitable business or a business that's at the profit level that I really want to create. And that's, that's simply because of small tweaks and understanding sort of the inner narrative or inner story that's, that's keeping you at that level. And that's what we're going to look at. We would look at why are you staying there? How, how did you get there? What are you modeling? And what can we do to really kind of shift from that state of your zone of competence and why are you stuck there really it's uh typically it's because of parental conditioning it's uh i don't want to uh outperform or outshine somebody in my family uh my wife wants me to not work so much i mean whatever it is we all have these things that keep us stuck and we've got to look at them and have the courage to own them and integrate them we don't want to we don't want to destroy them we don't want to slay the dragon Although sometimes it's good to do that, but that's a different metaphor. This metaphor is transforming all of that into your greatest gift, finding the gold in all the breakdowns and the blocks and the and the and the, the upper limits or the or the glass ceiling that you've created. Yeah, that that process of you know uh, figuring out whatever the self-imposed limitations are and then kind of getting in there is is highly introspective, right? So it's it's already most people are uncomfortable, right? It's like, hey, uh, as you said earlier, the external piece is much easier. You know, if I can go get a new Facebook agency or I can go, you know, get a new copyright, I can solve these problems without really addressing maybe some of the core issues. Exactly so right. when you look at this type of, you know, common scenario and, and you said, uh, or at least suggested that, you know, often the the stimuli to call you is, been led by some sort of meltdown people have can you can you give a frame of reference to you know uh, typical scenarios that you've seen in the past because well i'm sure yeah. that all of us have faced similar things you bet so the, just the five dragons really simply are that 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 keep us stuck typically you'll be found out as an imposter fraud right like what what is it in me that that thinks i can go out and share my message and who am i to think that i'm going to be found out that i don't have all the answers uh I, I've never created, and frankly, a lot of coaches in the marketplace, you know, read their freaking bios, look at their success stories, because many of them actually are imposters and frauds, and you need to know that, because so many will go on a webinar or listen to a podcast like this, take all the notes down and go pretend it's their own content and speak it out in the world, and unfortunately, that's creating a lot of junk in the marketplace. You know, I've been in this for 15 years, a lot of experience, both in media and in, in event production and marketing. So that's the first one. Check in. Are you an imposter fraud or do you have that tape running that you are an imposter fraud? Second one, that when you put yourself out there, people won't want what you're offering. So what that is, is essentially 
if I do this, I'm never going to get the clients anyway. So why build everything I wanted to build? Why create my podcast? Why build a website? I've, I've made these offers on Facebook or I've purchased Facebook ads. Nothing's happened. So that second dragon is uh, I won't get clients or people won't want what I'm offering. Do you want me to keep going through the other yeah, three? Yeah, I love it. So, so far we have uh, th this concept of, you know, the imposter syndrome, we'll call it. And second, we have fear of rejection, more or less. Uh, Actually, no, this one's fear? more, I won't, I won't get clients. I simply just won't, I won't yeah. get, it is a little bit of fear of rejection. There is some I, of that. Whatever I'm offering is not attractive to the market. Exactly. Just people won't for? buy it. Okay, That's fair exactly. enough. I like these. Uh, keep going. Cool. So the third one is that you'll never have the courage to charge what you know you're worth. So, oh my gosh, it's not working. Let me lower my prices. And then you set yourself up in a really funky scenario where you find yourself potentially really busy, underpaid, stressed out, and then you want to quit again. And then the cycle starts over. There's something called a vicious cycle that I do a lot of work with with my clients to help them understand and map the root cause of what's creating this breakdown and how it, how it turns around and then starts all over again. So vicious cycles are really key to get to the root cause. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then the fourth is that your tribe won't get you or understand the difference you can make for them. So that was a big one for me was, man, I don't have a message. Like, I didn't create one for a long time. I was just bradaxelrad.com. I'm a consultant. And, you know, I finally, about four-ish years ago, took the time to, to come up with a really cool, what I think is a really cool, pat myself on the back. So taking the time to craft your message, but ultimately... Um, it not landing. People just don't resonate with it. You're afraid to share it because you're not getting positive feedback. Even once I finally put my stake in the ground and said, I'm going to be face your dragon. It's like, man, do I want to be this sorcerer kind of energy? Is that really, you know, wizards and dragons? Is that, is that who I want to be, but really been owning it. So there's some hesitation even in myself. And I've had all these dragons. Don't get me wrong. I personally think everybody does. One of them sticks out a little more than, than the other typically. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's that's number four, and yeah. uh, uh, you know I definitely I, I think it's a great brand, by the way. Uh, so uh, you take a pat on the back for me, I, I, because it's it frames up the the question so easily. And you know, in the world of consultation, uh, there's there's just so many, as you said, there's so much noise. It's hard to break through the noise. So I think it's a good start. But I'm I'm curious on what that fifth uh, dragon is because the you first bet. four sound very familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably in them right now as you're doing this podcast. You know I, I am. Yeah, guarantee that. So more power to you for stepping in and saying yes, even though it's freaking scary. Freaking right on. Okay, so the fifth is that if you do achieve the dream, you're you'll be criticized or your personal life will suffer. So that's a couple things there. So. Uh, Criticize looks like you're now out in the marketplace in a big way. You're hitting stride. Like, I mean, just, you know, things are working for you and people are starting to haters. I hate that term, but people that we call haters are posting negative stuff about you. They're making things up. Skeletons are coming up. People are trying to, you know, shame you and make you feel bad in some way or criticize you or, you know, whatever it is. So that's the first half of it. The second half is that your personal life will suffer. So in that criti being criticized, you might take it personally. It might it might uh, make you feel bad. It could create spill over into other relationships in your life. But more importantly, people in your family may not like your newfound success. So why would I go out and create all this success if I'm just not going to be loved again? It's such a core thing for us: connection and love. It's one of the six basic human needs from Tony Robbins. We need love in our lives. 
And uh, if we become successful, some people are going to get pissed off, frankly. Yeah, it's boy, as simple I as that. It's, um, so again, all of these dragons should be familiar to anybody who's uh, a, a had experience or uh, achieved anything uh, uh, meaningful or, or perhaps noteworthy. Yep. Uh, at one time in one industry, um, we were proud, actually, the, 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 the team and I were proud that we were basically the most hated uh, company in that particular industry because we were nice. disrupting the entire operation. Yep. Uh, later, we were displaced by China, and, uh, and we, weren't, we weren't sad about that. <laughs> uh, China became uh, more hated than, than we were at that point. But, uh, you know, the, the reality is I'm hopeful that most people, uh, you know, to me, I, I score these dragons on my own scorecard, right? Uh, and so, you know, the imposter syndrome, we all have that. We're going to get it. In fact, I, I think I opened the first podcast for Awesomers uh, saying, hey, I don't know if anybody's going to listen, but either way, I'm committing to six months of daily episodes. Good for you, man. Even if it's just me talking to myself, what's, who's going to care, right? And this is, for me, one of the fundamental lessons of failure is nobody else actually cares. They, yeah. they actually care more when you succeed, and that's that's your Dragon 5 wow, right Wow, really, really good point. Yeah, that's a very valid point, and I, I'm in the process of navigating some of that myself, you know, wondering, is it just my, is it just my head that's got this... Uh, thought that people are going to view me a certain way or is it is it real i mean it's probably a mixture of both i just had an interesting uh, thing happen yesterday like i said i won't share but it was um you know kind of frustrating and it's something that i've got to check in with and uh you know see where it lands and see how much of that outward uh projection of reality is 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 it really just projection or is it outward or is it actually out there and i, I think it really is mostly our our own inner game and we're we're our own worst enemies without a doubt and yeah. again in my experience it's it's success that that ends up bringing more and more of that kind of negativity from the world of that i call normies now uh, just for your own edification, normie. I don't. I don't judge normies. I, I'm not opposed to normies. They're just different than awesomers, right? Normies. <laughs> well, uh, if we come up with this world class idea and we're super jazzed up about it, yep. normie will go, "That's really cool." But here's the 88 reasons why that's not going to work. That's right. And I really want the best for you, but I'm trying to protect you. So, uh, by the way, here's number 89. I just came up with another reason why that idea is stupid. So, you know, normies will will take this approach that is it can be generally viewed as negative, and so. Uh, over time, I've given myself permission to kind of step back and go, you know what, even though I have friends and family who I, I love and cherish as, that are normies, if they tell me something, I'm just not going to take that on, all right? That, that's not a, a rock I'm willing to carry up the hill. I've already got a pretty big load. Uh, going Amen for to that, brother. And it's tough to, It's tough not to sometimes. It really know, is, yeah. I, honestly, that's that's one of those, uh, that's why it's a dragon, uh, fundamentally, yeah. right? It, it, it's not easy. So, so I, I really appreciate the, the concept of, you know, where people are coming from and framing up this problem. We're going to take another quick break and then talk about how people go about fixing the problem, right? How do, how do we address a solution? And uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals. Congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. 
Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P A R S I M O N Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. I have to say that, uh, you know, we're, we're getting right into it, right? This is one of those uh, episodes where we have to think about stuff. We don't just talk about the best, uh, you know, copywriting or the best uh, hack for Amazon. We actually have to do some things and, and be thoughtful in our own minds about what we're doing. And Brad Axelrad is here to help us today. Um, and, you know, his brand, which I really do appreciate, the FaceYourDragon.com, he's able to help people you know, in, in a variety of ways, but as a consultant and uh, he's got his own podcast, I encourage people to go check that out. Uh, as you look at the problem, Brad, that we've just framed up, how do people, what's the first step that they go about kind of uh, taming the dragon, right? We're not here to slay the dragons. We just want to, I, I like the idea of train your dragon. That's a pretty good analogy from those movies. Which yep. movies? Yeah. So what, what do we do first? Yeah. So, so first of all, what, what is the dragon, right? So first of all, we need to find it. That's, that's the key. So, so the first step is finding it. Second step is facing it. Third step is riding it or leveraging it or integrating it, using it, right? So, so finding the fear. Most of us don't really want to admit what it is. And as men in particular, uh, we, <laughs> I think, have much more resistance to and less skill and less biology and physiology that allows us to really get in touch with what it is we think it's something else and we go to anger like that's our that's our go-to we don't typically have the sensory acuity or the emotional intelligence to really go inside and name what that resistance is or what the fear is so anyway um finding it and then naming it we want to name it is it is it frustration is it sadness it could be grief from something from a past business failure it could be grief from a from a death in my scenario or or childhood wounding i mean i you know this might be very deep for some of you but really this is the real work that's going to allow us to be free and create true freedom not sort of self-medicated freedom um and i want you to be truly free so true freedom to me looks like owning our experience and naming it and really getting in touch with it finding what fear it is or what stuckness it is and sort of communicating with it. It's important to really slow down sometimes. That's why meditation is really powerful. Um, But breath is really powerful, you know, getting in touch with, you know, our nerves. Am I nervous? Am I scared? Am I excited? Am I, am I worried? What is it? And naming it. So that's, that's the first step. So I I find that very interesting because uh, I think you brought this up, uh, and it was well said that, you know, uh, men in particular, you know, probably resist this, this idea of addressing fears, right? Because we're not supposed to have any fears. Uh, right. We're supposed to be fearless, despite the fact that uh, spiders can be... Uh, <laughs> they, uh, snakes, spiders. Yeah, right. Why, why is it always snakes, as uh, the great Indiana Jones says? So, there, listen, everybody's got fear. That's just the, the reality of the, the world we live in. It's yeah. how we deal with that fear. And I find that osmers and entrepreneurs in particular have a, a higher propensity to go towards depression than other people. And again, it's, I'm a self-selecting audience, right? Because that's how I've lived for the last 30 years. But I, I do think if you look at you know, quotes from you know, Elon Musk and many others, that this, this idea of depression, which is 
the failure to address some kind of fear or underlying oh. problem. W would you agree with that? Brent? Yeah, really. I, I didn't know that. Uh, so happy to, to know that, that, that and it's sad to know it, but also happy to know that that's a, a, a statistic. And certainly I've battled that in my life as well. And uh, proper nutrition has helped significantly. significantly. So removing a lot of the toxins and healthy fats have helped a lot. Adrenal support is key, you guys. A lot of that is coming from adrenal fatigue and burnout. So I'd recommend um, something I take called adrenal DMG. And by no means am I a doctor. Don't take this as medical advice. Adrenal DMG by Dr. Nick Delgado. It changed my life. And at least 10 people I know, they're like, oh, my God, what is that stuff? Like they're you don't know how worn out your adrenals are until you know how good they feel. It's kind of like depression, but uh, yeah, depression is, is repressed. Uh, I just showed that my internet connection's unstable. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You're coming through. We had a little bit of a breakup, but uh, fundamentally you talked about, you know, the, uh, the DMG was it? Yeah. Adrenal DMG by Nick Delgado and, and then St. John's Ward. And St. John's Ward. But more importantly, you're right. It's finally having the courage to address what we are repressing. That is the depression. You're absolutely right. And most of the time it's childhood stuff. And that's like I said, the Hoffman Institute, hoffmaninstitute.org, my favorite work on the planet. It's a deep dive. I mean, there's major celebrities that go there, major, you know, NFL players. Uh, I mean, major, major leaders of CEO, uh, high functioning CEOs go to this. It's just, just profound work. And I think that's, it's a really important thing to just step back, you know, from time to time and, and, you know, do the checklist, right? We, we have the, you know, we look at our business functions. We're like, Hey, how's operations running? How's uh, finance running? But on, on our org chart, our function chart, we don't have how, you know, rarely do we have, how's the health? Certainly. I don't even know what an adrenal is just to be clear. I'm going to go look that up. Uh, I assume yeah. Wikipedia has got some information, but, but I, I certainly haven't done any stock check on my adrenals to figure out if they're in good shape or not. So, well, I'll share real simply kind of the, the, the symptoms. Like I, I, uh, before I had moved to Boulder, Colorado, where I crafted a lot of this message, I needed to move to a cabin in the mountains so I could write for like a year. And I finally got to where I could get this thing out of my head. Cause I, I had, I had no message. I had no idea what it was. Like it was so far from anything. I was like, I'll never find one. It'll never happen. And I did. I sat there with lots of shaman and in lots of time and contemplation. And, um, but uh, basically I woke up before that trip, before I moved there, I woke up, I thought I was dying. I'm like, what? I can't in the mornings. I'm like, I'm so exhausted. And what do most people do? They go straight to coffee. They don't even go to water first. They go straight to coffee and then they're pounding coffee. What does coffee do? It donkey punches your adrenals awake. But what it's also doing by, by donkey punching your adrenals awake is it's slowly destroying them. So most people are in this state of perpetual adrenal fatigue and they're bolstering them up with a patch and a, and a crutch. So that would be the first thing I would look at is your adrenals as an yeah. entrepreneur. That, that's, a, I think, very good advice. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the addictions are. If, if it's kind of what you need to get through the day, That's it's, right. it's, you know, uh, sort of say water or basic food stuffs, uh, that there's probably something else. Anything else is probably some level of addiction. <laughs> well, uh, no doubt. And there's a spectrum, right? I mean, you could be a total health nut and that could become an addiction, right? Or an obsession. Anytime we get obsessed. And I used to have this, this thought that pure obsession is a good thing, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to be obsessed. And I've been checking in with that in myself. Where is that healthy? Where is it unhealthy? 
you know, how, do, how can I balance it more? Like I get the idea of being all in, like we have to go all in or we'll never succeed. And as an entrepreneur, I, I firmly believe that. But there's a balance of healthy obsession. And uh, point being, we can over health ourselves. And, you know, we got, we got to just be mindful. That's all. Yeah, I, I think, again, just, just the idea that, you know, you're taking inventory on this, this topic, right? Yeah, our internal mind and, and, you know, our adrenals or, you know, our physical health, whatever it is, just adding that to the checklist is probably exactly. a worthy beginning, right? That's exactly uh, right. That it's so, important to just start somewhere. You got to do something. I, I personally think that all sugar needs to be cut out of your diet. You know, I eat a smoothie every day. Every morning, I have this incredible smoothie with tons of greens and tons of fats, and I could I could share the recipe later. But like, I I am so charged up through the day because I kick my day off with massive power. I drink alkaline water all day. That's that that's got hydrogen tablets in there. Like like I'm hydrated. I'm fired up. I'm here in a gorgeous house in Palm Springs. It's 120 degrees today. Ooh. I'm going to go outside and get in the sun and sweat some of my toxins out and like, you know, soak up the sun. Like it's important we do these things, you know, purge, move things through. I really do agree that the, the idea of, you know, having time for ourselves. So I, I regularly talk about this idea that, you know, knowing your personal why is a very important thing. And, and that's, it's a journey. It takes a little time to get there. At least it did for me. Other people are like, ah, I know my why. I want to be rich and uh, have really cool cars. It's like, <laughs> that's not really a why, just to be clear. No, no. Um, and, and the why for me is almost always more centered in the idea of what ultimately you want to be chiseled on the gravestone, right? And, and you want to have a lived a life of freedom. You want to have a live of, a life of good health and and opportunity and abundance and blah blah blah. So, uh, wh whatever you, each awesomer individual why is, it, it doesn't really matter. All these are prerequisites to kind of get there. Uh, good health and good mental health uh, is a part of that. Yeah, and and uh, I've I've been slacking a little in the mental health department because I've been working on a lot of projects that I'm recognizing the need to do some more inner work myself. Like there's there you just, go. Well, what do they say? The cobbler's the last guy to get his shoes that's fixed. Freaking so, right, uh, man. The, the barbers. Yeah. Yeah, time to get, ride one of your dragons. Uh, well, let, let's talk about that and let's go ahead. Do we, do we have time? So the second. Yeah, yeah we do. Point. Please. Yeah, the second one, first is find your dragon. The second is face it. So now back to the courage of what we've been talking about of getting real. And oftentimes I have my clients uh, take a 30-day detox, as long as they'll commit to. Typically, it's about 30. And what that looks like is celibacy. It looks like sobriety. It looks like getting off all coffee, any substance that you use as a crutch to stand in all of your emotion so that you can find it. It's sometimes hard to find your stuff if you're self-medicating. Most people will meditate. They'll do yoga. Met, they're managing their symptoms really well. But the only way to, to find it is to really oftentimes do this sober celibate thing because we release energy in so many ways or we self-medicate to calm energy down, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, sex, masturbation. We're always doing something. So facing it in that sober celibacy can be really powerful. That's going to help you just really feel everything and you're going to feel your discomfort. And you'll soon realize that, that it's not so bad and what you've been afraid of the entire time isn't really that bad. You just haven't gone long enough to really, to really normalize it. So we self-medicate, we self-anesthetize, we, we distract, right? Yeah, um, I think that's part of our, our basic wiring. This is the point of trying to figure out how you overcome some of that uh, instinct, perhaps. 
Yeah, well, there's human animal and human spirit, as Alison Armstrong speaks about. It's brilliant. So the lizard brain in us is is very much focused on survival. And then there's this beautiful, all-knowing, all-loving aspect that we sometimes forget about. And, and unfortunately, when we're on, it's like it, you don't get the high highs or the low lows when you're self-medicating. But I'd prefer to have the high high highs because I just that's just who I am. I'd rather feel fully alive, fully expressed, and deal with some of the dark times than never have the high highs. That's just me. It, it is interesting. I do think that there is this general idea that the that there are a particular mindset that's like, you know what, I'm just going to be, you know, even Steven to be, you know, uh, to coin the phrase and that, you know, you're, you're less likely to have those high highs and, and maybe the lows won't be as low as they would otherwise be. But to, to feel right, it's the old story, right? Uh, if you've never loved and lost, you haven't, you know, lived, right? And that's so you, you have to have that high high and that low low to get it. It's a brilliant analogy. And uh, I'd prefer to have loved and lost 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the full experience of living at the end of the day. Yeah, because so many stay stuck in the middle, miserable. They hate they hate their job. They 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 don't like their spouse. They're they hate Mondays. I fucking love Mondays. Come come Sunday night, I'm like, I'm starting to get bored if I'm not totally distracted on the weekend to sort of take my own medicine. Sometimes we need to go play, I get it. But oftentimes I'm like on Sunday night, I'm like, can Monday just start? I'm ready to get to work. Like <laughs> purposeful work at this stage is the most fun over anything i've tried everything else the motocross the snow skiing the travel the women the drugs the golf the you name it i've done it all like that's not true happiness that's just experiences yeah yeah i definitely you know i i do think that as particularly as people you know uh gain a little perspective which is a nice way of saying get older uh we realize that <laughs> you know <laughs> the the experience that we have of living uh, and we're going to have all these experiences, but the, the fulfillment that comes from uh, a particular experience, there, there's high parity towards you know work that is worth doing and there, and and accomplishments that are noteworthy and memorable and give you your own personal sense of satisfaction. Forget the outside world. You're 100% right. These 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 uh, a book that I study a lot is is called Stealing Fire. It's brilliant, and it and it talks a lot about these states of ecstasy and how we're where we're part of our our natural way of being is to seek these higher altered states. We've been doing it as long as we've been upright as and even even animals do it, even dolphins do it. I mean, it's like we're all seeking that. Yeah, I just I just want you to recognize really what what, what I think we're both saying in that is that, that the fulfilling work that feels good, that leaves a legacy, that that gets you fired up to to jump out of bed on Monday, that's that's the gold. Yeah, and that ultimately is also sustainable, right? And that's the point of, you know, you're no longer chasing the dragon, so to speak, right? You're you're just you're you're tamed, you know, you've you're riding it, you're whatever. But the 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 reality is, it's sustainable to have that level. And by the way, for those uh, vocabulary uh, nerds out there, uh, I never knew the the plural for ecstasy. So I'm going to say it's ecstasy. Am I getting it right? I don't know if that's plural so much as a state. Nerds. I, I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. Ecstasy. It's interesting. Uh, the book's fascinating, though. It talks. It talks about all. All Silicon Valley uh, folks who are. Uh, you know. Uh, micro dosing and and like it's just interesting. Like that's the direction I've gone in years is through you know uh, legal medicinal shaman led things and uh, some un, uh, illegal substances here in the states, but legal and other other sure, countries sure. and yeah really really powerful work in that too i i just would recommend you explore all things it's not about like you said in the beginning 
getting better copywriter, a copy or Amazon, whatever widget, like, like that's all good and fine, but there's this whole other spectrum that we, we as humans can explore if we have the courage to, and that's part of the face your dragon brand is stepping out of your comfort zone or your, or your myopic viewpoint of what business is. You might be missing a large part of opportunity if you're willing to go outside of the myopic sort of tunnel vision that you may be stuck in and you don't even know you're in it either that's the other thing right we don't we can't see our own eyeball yeah yeah this is uh you know but the the symptoms when you know you're in it will become more clear as you think about this and you listen to this conversation right when you're waking up and you dread the day or you don't even want to wake up when when you are you know, you have somebody who's on your hate list as the first thing uh, of the agenda. That That's a problem that you need to solve. And it's probably your problem in, in my that's that Right? Yeah, for sure. So can, uh, we, can we talk about the third one? We have time please, to talk yeah, about riding we're, it? Okay, yeah, cool. we're down to it. Yeah, please. So find face and then ride your dragon. So like I'd mentioned in Avatar and how to train your dragon, it was they were scared of these dragons and how to train your dragon. And they're firing, you know, and they're t- attacking the village. And it was this gnarly thing. And then they're... And then they like befriended them and they're like, wow, these are, these are our greatest gift, our greatest freedom. We can soar around on these things. Like it's just so, such a brilliant depiction of that, of that, of the mythological story of the dragon. And I I love Joseph Campbell's take on that work too. It's really brilliant. Um, But there's, you know, something beneficial to harnessing our fear and transforming it you know we've simply back to the neuroscience conversations our brains are this incredible pharmacy this pharmacopoeia this possibility of tapping into all that's happening the dopamine the serotonin all of it and and we can use it to our advantage we just need to learn to dance with it a little more and start you know transforming it and converting it into our power so transforming fear into strength is the language I'm playing with on the new face your dragon website. That'll be live in a couple days. You know, it's really about, um, recognizing that your greatest fear is your greatest strength. Your greatest resistance is the very thing that's going to create the biggest impact in the world for you. For example, speaking for me, it's gotten me on all this media. I'm a founding member of multiple, some of the biggest, coolest organizations on the planet. Number one, number two, when I moved to Costa Rica, which I've now moved back, I lived down there for, for just over two years, realized it's not for me for many reasons. Um, but I leapt, you know, I took the leap. That's another thing. We wanna we wanna face your dragon, take the leap, and break free. Those are the hashtags I use a lot. Point is this. Um, there's great power in I lost my train of thought, but there is great power in sh- changing our environment. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're definitely on the track of saying, hey, once you've uh, kind of uh, named it and now you're writing it, you're trying to figure out how to, you know, make it a part of your life with uh, and you, you use the word kind of normalize at times. And you yeah. also said kind of go with the flow or implied that was a part of the, the strategy. Is that how the people kind of resolve and, and live with their dragon at that point? Well, the interesting thing is you can you can crawl in bed with this thing. And if you have the courage to really cuddle up to this sucker, I I know that it's going to be scary at first, but that that's where it's at, man. Just just know that that's the end result. How do I get so intimate with this thing by finding it and facing it? And that's really where it's at. You're not facing it right now. You're not being real with yourself in some aspect. We all are not. 
And that's, that's what I, I want to challenge you. If, if there's any takeaway at all from this conversation is have the freaking courage to face what it is you're afraid to face. For example, one of my clients uh, had uh, been doing something in her childhood and, uh, and she, she carried the shame around it for 26 years. She called the person of, of, uh, that, that she needed to clear this with and she is like the most free she's ever been. She's been carrying that forever. She, she, she found that dragon, she faced it, and now she went and called herself out on it and she's, and she's riding it. And that's like, she's, she's like, oh my God, this was my money block forever. You know, this was, this was why I've been so stuck and had challenges around money. It's really powerful. That is amazing. And, you know, I, I've definitely seen examples of these types of things in, in my uh, uh, personal and professional life, to be honest, uh, you know, where you see people who have been inhibited by an obstacle. Totally. And until they kind of deal with that obstacle in whatever way, usually for me, it, it always comes back to, you know, uh, I, I recognize it, you know, uh, here's whatever um, accountability that I have. Obviously, stuff as kids, we don't really have accountability, but um, you know, I, I want to take on whatever the part of the problem is and then release the, you know, the other person or party from, I'm just carrying it, right? Uh, half the time, I, I think when people are carrying some of these things, we're carrying it and the other person doesn't care or, or, or the other party has forgotten about it. They couldn't care less, right? 100%, so, man. You find that to be, okay, yeah. You. Yeah, it's so true. We, that was back to our conversation maybe 10 minutes ago about is it really us or is it actually, is it, is it our own story? And most of the time it is. Sometimes there's the external world. I, I just want to frame the whole victim thing. A lot of people in self-development say, oh, there are no victims. You know, you're responsible for everything. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. It's not really though. There are people who are victimized. And I, it feels disrespectful to say that, uh, that there, you know, people don't have bad things happen to them. It fucking happens all the time. Yeah. And it, and it we, does regrettably. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to, um, you know, see where we're part of the cycle, but it's also important to recognize, you know, everyone needs to own up to their part. And that's part of the challenge I had yesterday as I felt that I was owning mine as best as I could. And everyone else is saying, well, thanks for owning yours. You're broken and fucked up. Uh, we're perfect over here. You know, and I'm saying, no, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. So all I'm suggesting is we need to look at both sides, vulnerably, courageously, openly, have the courage to admit where you're part of the cycle and recognize that, you know, there are we're not fully responsible for everything. Other people are doing shit sometimes and hopefully they've got the awareness, self-awareness to own up to it because that creates transformation. Yeah, I, I totally agree with this premise. Uh, and, and without doubt, there are true and legitimate, you know, nightmare victim scenarios, right? That, that nobody should ever be faced with. Um, in, in my mind, and this is not speaking, uh, you know, on behalf of you, the expert, but in my mind, part of getting past that is, is, getting past that, right? You have to be able to recognize the, the situation. You forgive your, yourself, not, not for being responsible for it, for, for just carrying the, the baggage for so long. Right, well said. Without that release, without that recognition that, you know what, the other person or party or whatever happened, they don't care as much as I do about this. And the, for me, anyway, I always think the longer I carry this, I, they're winning. They're, they get the, the win in the column because I'm carrying the, the baggage from whatever the, the situation was. Well, yeah, what's that saying? Uh, not forgiving is like uh, taking, 
taking poison and expecting the other person to die or something <laughs> like that is such a brilliant thing. And we, well and we do it so much. Oh gosh, we take, we take stuff to our grave. And if we just had a five minute conversation, a, a, an open conversation with ourselves or with someone else, but most people don't like conflict I've found. And I, I have, I'm not conflict averse. I think, I think transformation happens through conflict, healthy conflict. I think it's, I think it's important. It is. And, and you um, framed it up well moments ago, which is, yeah. you know, everybody should go in with that kind of openness to say, hey, um, I, I'm willing to, you know, to take my lumps and be accountable where I need to. And uh, everybody at the part at the table should have that. And therefore, conflict doesn't have to be contentious. It just has to be, you know, here's the way I see it. Here's the way you see it. You, you either bargain to the middle or you agree to disagree, whatever it is. But conflicts can be diffused by simply addressing it. And so often I find people make assumptions. Um, they, they decide who's yep. guilty and who's innocent based not on fact, but just emotion. Is that your yep. experience? hundred percent, hundred percent, man. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a tricky, a tricky thing. Uh, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of things come to light right now. Thank God. Uh, through all the turmoil that's very unsettling in the world, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a great time, um, but it's an intense time for some. If you're feeling it, uh, you're not alone. There's a lot of uh, what are called HSPs, highly sensitive person or people who are experiencing some, some you know, intensity. Uh, and I don't think it's just because they watched the news and saw something bad, although that's definitely triggering some of their fight or flight mechanism. Um, but it's in the field. There's a field of energy, you know, and in the quantum world, there's a field and we're all interconnected to this thing. And it's, it's there. It's real. Yeah, no doubt. It's real. Um, uh, Brad, this has been very informative. Uh, you know, when, when awesomers are out there listening and they, they hear us talking about some of these things, there's a chance that some of these points are going to resonate. And some of it maybe even hits a little too close to home where uh, we're going to get a little hate mail, which I would definitely uh, welcome. So uh, please email me immediately. <laughs> the, 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 my point will be if it hits that close to home, you definitely should be paying closer attention to what we're talking about than Thank anyone you. else. 100%. Um, if there's a trigger... Who, you know, maybe they have, um, you know, some some level of resonance with this uh, topic and, and they, they have the sense that maybe they've got a dragon they need to to figure out how to get on board with. Uh, what, what should they do? How do they get in touch with you? Do they go to your website? Do you have a format? How does it work? Yeah, I think the best place to go is to take the one minute quiz to discover the number one hidden fear stopping you from earning what you're worth. Uh, it's a great one minute quiz. It gives you great results and it's uh, at couragequiz.com. So you just go straight to couragequiz.com. Okay. Couragequiz.com. Um, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes too, everybody. Cool. And of course, faceyourdragon.com. That's where all the podcasts live. I mean, I've had some of the biggest thought leaders on the planet on there and the, the likes of, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz of the four agreements, which is one of the best selling books of all time in that space. Uh, Gay Hendricks, like I mentioned, uh, J.P. Sears, a funny man, like just mm -hmm. so many amazing humans on there. I love it. Well, and this is this is um, for me. It's always nice to be able to kind of you know tie this thing up in a bow and know that you know you don't have to be alone. You don't have to sit out there and kind of worry or wonder you know how to solve these things. There's experts in this field, like Brad, who can you know kind of lend a hand and and help you out. And I'm I'm always a big proponent of. Uh, bringing the the pieces of the puzzle together 
you know, to kind of finish the job. And I know that I can't do it myself. So I'm always looking kind of for, for help and for a leg up or, you know, some people think of it as a hack, I, you know, I'm a shortcut or whatever, but ultimately you need to find somebody who you can trust, somebody who's got the experience. And I definitely would, uh, you know, encourage people to get on there uh, at faceyourdragon.com and, and check out Brad a little bit more thoroughly. Any, uh, any final words of wisdom, Brad, that you can share with uh, everybody out there? Yeah, let's see. Final words of wisdom. Has has any of this been wisdom? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I feel like uh, a lot of it's been wisdom, uh, particularly, uh, although I would not like to endorse the uh, m- month or more of celibacy. Uh, but sure. No, yeah. I, I, quite, I quite agree with your premise there, actually. Yeah, so let me, let me, let me share. I'll give a little quick little context. I did a two-year sober celibacy, so if that gives you any framework, Ooh, I think up. anyone can do 30 days. And I, I, I think the final words of wisdom is stop drinking coffee cut that shit out of your life in the morning, go have a smoothie, start your day off with something powerful that's full of nutrients that, that kicks your day off with power. And then if you feel a little tired in the afternoon, go ahead, have a cup of coffee. But I'll tell you, once you start getting the nutrients in your body, you're not going to want coffee. If you crave the, the habit of it, the, the ritual of it, the smell of it, drink decaf, you know, but get off of these, this adrenal crush, adrenal crushing toxic even though people say it's healthy it is clobbering your adrenals that's the first uh, i don't want to say final but the first part of wisdom second drink more freaking micronutrients and vegetable juice if you get tired in the middle of the day have coffee but i'd prefer you go get a vegetable juice get 16 ounces of low sugar green juice lots of spinach celery cucumber beet maybe with some apple like like have that in the afternoon you will be shot out of a freaking cannon You'll be thinking, why was I self-medicating myself all day with coffee? When if I change my life to two these things, to these two things, you will run circles around your friends because you will have five times the amount of power. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I think that's that's the biggest thing: getting your health on track. Boy, I definitely key. say you know that is really good advice. And people, you know, if you don't understand that the inputs lead to the outputs, then you're, you're not paying attention, honestly. And it goes for anything. It doesn't matter if it's, it's your physical body or your business or anything else. The inputs lead to the outputs. Yeah. So why not uh, measure and, and, and be very careful? You bet. And the final thing, and this might be a little confronting, is stop being so fucking lazy. Yes. And what I mean by that is most people take the easy route and like, ah, oh, coffee, like, and just fast until two when they have a burger. Like, I mean, I get it. I eat shit junk food sometimes too. I hope you don't mind me swearing. No, no, not at all. But the point is you, you, there, there's another way and you're just not being courageous and you're stuck in your habits and you're being lazy. Stop it. Like there's such a better way to create what you really want in life. And you got to face it sometimes. And hopefully this is confronting enough to get you to make some changes or you're just going to think I'm an asshole and I'm calling you out, which I'm fine with too. (laughs) Well, either way, I'm happy to be a party to it. Uh, I I will definitely say, uh, you know, that people who need to, you know, kind of address uh, change and we all do on some level, we, the, the lack of action is always the, you know, the first obstacle. So, uh, you know, my, my recommendation for any officer out there listening is, just figure out what the first action you need to take is. And, and Brad's given some very clear, easy ways to just take action on what you put in your body. And, and for clarity's sake, and uh, Brad, and then we'll uh, uh, zip it up, but the, 
the smoothies in the morning do not have sugar in them, right? They're just vegetables. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to share real quickly what's in it? I can. Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do that because I, so, I don't want to miss that. Yeah, alkaline water, uh, mixed berries, all organic, mixed. Just uh, Costco's got such a great deal on all this organic stuff now. So maybe maybe half a cup of mixed berries. Okay. They've got this big bag of kale and spinach and chard all in a bag, all organic. I freeze that whole bag. So frozen berries, frozen kale, uh, plant protein, all bought at Costco. Uh, hemp seeds, Costco. Chia seeds, Costco. Um, cinnamon, Costco. Uh, what else? Uh, avocado. Mm. Uh, coconut oil. Okay, all these healthy fats and micronutrients create so much power for your brain. And if you're like me, and like a lot of entrepreneurs, you might use sometimes, I don't normally, but use nootropics or other sort of mind-altering substances. Many people will take microdoses of LSD. Like, you don't need that stuff. Although it's great, you can do it through nutrients. And so the smoothie is such a great way to kick that thing off. I definitely appreciate you sharing that. It's, it's, uh, you know, it sounds like I got a Costco run to make, but yeah, the, baby. I definitely want to uh, just, you know, support this concept of, you know, what goes in is, is ultimately the, you know, those inputs that will lead to whatever output that you want. And, and we're talking about, you know, physical stamina, we're talking about mental acuity and, and all the things that go with just being a high performance thinker and, and just you know, I, I would say ultimately the goal is to, you know, just be able to be happy and fulfilled and satisfied throughout yeah. the day instead of yeah. chasing the next little, oh, uh, it's been a few hours. I need that coffee or the soda or whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, let's get real. Being an entrepreneur takes a lot of energy. So why not, why not give yourself what, it, what, what you need? Fuel yourself up. So I love it. Uh, awesomers, we will be right back after this. Empowered. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. And there you have it. It is a great episode and a great conversation with uh, Brad and we're sure glad he joined us. And, you know, he, he brings in some very important points about, you know, how to get your your fear and your stress and, you know, even some of the chemical things we put into our body under control and some obviously very innovative ideas as well. Uh, you know, what if we put ourselves, you know, on a fast from that kind of stuff? All of it, all, all that extraneous stuff. Really interesting stuff. And I really appreciate the fact that he's taken the time out to, to share these ideas with us. And I love the idea of facing our own dragons. That's a really cool concept. So once again, this has been episode number 33 of the awesomers.com podcast. As always, to find show notes and details, you can go to awesomers.com slash 33. That's awesomers.com backslash 33. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you can even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.